Hey guys, it's uh, Scooter. Just want to let you know if you, another great way to find out about the show. And you know, I think I tend to think uh, worst case scenarios is always be able to get the show is to sign up for our newsletter at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash newsletter. Uh, I put links to all the shows in there. I'm still, I think I'm still working out some of the wrinkles. I got an audio portion of the newsletter. And then I'm going to try to put clips, a, a clip, not clips, maybe from the periscopes in there. So I said sleepwithmepodcast.com slash newsletter. And let's keep moving. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Uh, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. If this is your first time, a couple of times here, your first time here, I'm going to try to be concise tonight. What is the rest? I'm going to create a safe place. And I'm going to reach my hand out to you and say, geez, you're, you can't fall asleep. You know what? You're not alone. Come on over to this safe place I'm trying to create. And what I'm going to try to do is just distract you from whatever's running through your brain, whatever's got you up, tossing, turning, thinking, hurting physically, emotionally, uh, worrying, concerned, mad, angry, Whatever it is that's going through your brain or your body, I'm going to try to distract you from that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a story. Tonight it's uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, a pirate witch. Nice, nice, wonderful woman, though, in my opinion. But I'm going to tell a tale. I'm going to try to get the, get your attention. But I'm going to... In, in, I'm not going to quite engage you like a puzzle piece engages another puzzle piece. And I'm gonna, but I'm going to be a bit puzzling, and, but not in a good puzzle, not like an Agatha Christie puzzle. More like an adult reading, you know, well, no, I still can't figure out Encyclopedia Brown books anyway. But more like if Sherlock Holmes was reading Encyclopedia Brown. Well, now that's a podcast. Holy, maybe Watson would read it, or Watson would watch and laugh. But anyway, you know, because it probably wouldn't be, like, maybe before Sherlock Holmes hits his bottom, he's reading Encyclopedia Brown. Or maybe he's like, this guy, maybe he's out to, I don't know. But anyway, if someone like Sherlock Holmes, of incredibly high intelligence, observation, in investigative skills, reading a basic mystery, they'd be able to figure it out here pretty quick. I don't know what any of this has to do with the podcast, so I, I say, geez, I'm, I'm not Sherlock Holmes. I can't even Encyclopedia Brown my way to the metaphor that I was trying to create as a mystery to even me. Encyclopedia Brown in the case of the misplaced metaphor. That would be one of the, like, two-page ones where Encyclopedia Brown just, like, says, here, drink some coffee, you'll be fine. But there's something about my my inability to puzzle, my puzzle, the state of being puzzled. I don't know what that's called. Puzzled, I guess. Under puzzleized. Non-puzzled. No, that would be non-puzzled. Well, whatever it is. Yo quiero un puzzled.
You are the puzzle? Yeah, well, okay, this isn't the Spanish language. Uh, anyway, Encyclopedia Brown, thanks for trying to help me with my metaphors. But the point of the podcast is that I get a little lost. I go on, I, I, I get sidetracked, I get distracted, I go on meanders. And I don't, you know, I say, geez, I, I don't think I completed the test. I had my number two pencil. Was my pencil sharpened during the test? I can't recall. I uh, said, I spent a lot of time smelling my eraser, though. And then I created a pile of eraser dust. So I may have had a sharpened pencil because I was definitely erasing things. But that's the podcast. And you say, well, none of that made any sense. I'd say, well, did, were you thinking about all the stuff going through your head but right then when you were trying to listen to me? And maybe you were kind of engaged. You're like, is this guy, is he, some, is he making some super point that I, is above me? No. Is he trying to give me any distilled wisdom? No. Just distracting you. Just trying to give you a little pulp. I don't even know what word I just tried. Pleasant, I guess, maybe was the word, but I said pla. Pleasant. Pleasant. This podcast is a little bit pleasant. It's uh, puzzling and pleasant. And I tried to distract you. That's it. I tried to use the lulling, soothing tones. I think that's what I was going to say when I said pleasant. It would be a proper tea country that uses, you know, say, we just had high tea. We, we find high tea pleasant. Uh, but that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to try to I'm gonna probably try to pull your awareness out of whatever inside your brain. You just listen to me, and you fall asleep whenever you want. The thing is, the key to this podcast, like I said, is it's a safe place, okay? And the reason it's a safe place is, you know, because I'm trying to help you fall asleep, but also there's an entire, fairly large amount of people that listen to this podcast that it works for. And they just happen to be wonderful people, the people that I hear from. I'm going on an assumption that the rest of you are pretty good people, too. And I'm sure 10% of you, you know, well, you're not, you know, you, you could, and I, you need improvement. But, you know, look, you know, I'm not saying I, I need a lot of improvement. But, but, but the reason I was saying it's a safe place and the reason I'm reaching my hand out across the deep, dark night is to say, hey, you're not alone. I've been there or somewhere similar where I just can't get to sleep and it becomes a terribly painful or uncomfortable or unpleasant thing. And I'm just standing behind me are all these other listeners that are, are either falling asleep or listening and they're going through something like you are. We've got a community and stuff and, you know, we're trying to build that. But, but here's the point. I'm going to try to distract you. But I want you to know, you know, it probably feels like you're alone. And in some sense, you know, it feels like it because you're, you're sitting there in, in, in the night trying to fall asleep. I'm pretty sure it sucks. I might not be able to understand everything you're going through, but I can relate to it and know it, it, it stinks. Uh, and I say, geez, I just want to get a decent night's sleep here. And that's what this podcast is here for. It's an attempt. Now, it's not going to work for everybody. I hope it works for you. And yeah, it's a bit strange, a bit odd, and a bit senseless for sure. No doubt about it. I'm not going to argue that point because it's tough. I mean, I argue with myself all the time, but not right now because I'm heading to the home stretch. 
So that's it. I'm your boyfriend. You just kick back, listen to me prattle on. Whenever you feel like falling asleep, go right ahead. But I'm going to try to keep the rest of you engaged, all those other parts of you that are going to worry or complain or, or, or stress out, whatever it is, okay? I'm going to try to take this tone. And in all honesty, I'm glad you're here, and I hope I help you fall asleep, all right? Thanks for listening. Okay, uh, oh, before we get to the housekeeping, we got a call coming in. Bob, is that a call coming in? Scooter, we have a call coming in. Okay, so I have confirmed with Bob we have a call coming in. Bob, could you tell us about the call that's coming? Is it, did the call come in, Bob, or is it? It's coming in, Scooter. It'll come in. When it's like a train arriving at the station, and it's pulling into the station right now, so you better hurry. Okay, we got a train coming into this. It's not coming into the actual station, Scooter. There's no station. Okay, thanks, Bob. Go ahead and open the station for the call. Okay, call's coming. You forgot to add. It calls coming into the state. It's from Kendra. Oh, thanks, Bob. Hi, Scooter. This is Kendra calling from Newfoundland in Canada. Um, I just wanted to say that I really, really love the podcast, and I listen to it almost every night when I'm going to sleep, and it's very, very helpful. Uh, I just wanted to leave a little message telling you about my sleeper summer project. Um I started university this past year, and uh, your sleep podcast really helped me get my sleep schedule on track um, and helped me get up for those early morning classes. Um, but throughout the year, I didn't have much of a chance to read for pleasure. And so this summer, my goal is to read as much as I possibly can. I'm trying to read daily. As well as that, I am trying to continue uh, crocheting. Um, I picked up crocheting when I was about 14 years old. My grandmother taught me how. And um, and I'm and I recently picked it back up just this past year and I'm trying to complete as many projects as possible. Um, I'm notorious for starting things and then not finishing them. So I'm making a goal of finishing books and finishing crochet projects. Uh, I'm very glad to have found your podcast, and thanks for everything you do. Sweet dreams. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Kendra, and Kendra and everybody else with reading goals. Shoot over to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash goodreads and join our Goodreads group for Sleepers Summer. And keep the discussion going over there because I'm not really doing a great job of it. But but I, so I, now I've shamed myself. I get over there tonight and I started a new book because I was out of town and I, I need to read to fall asleep. So I started, I said, well, I guess I'll read this and it's really good. And I'll share that over on Goodreads. It was unexpected. I, I had a b- bunch of books on my list. This was not on my list. So thank you, Kendra. Thank you, Goodreads. Uh, let's get on to the the housekeeping. I want to thank Chris Posty Poster for po, Chris Posty Poster Chris Postal who uh, does our music. Sounds like in your full. This is podcast. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on my honor, or whatever that I think the Terrans used to say something like that. Was it on my honor? When you'd click them, he just do that repeatedly. 
There's a couple other ones. You know, Starcraft, Starcraft, it's a Starcraft. It's not even a joke. It's, it's, it's a, you know, a blood for ire or something. What did they say? Anyway, I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer and, uh, you know, for, for doing our artwork. Not Starcraft humor. They They don't want to be involved in that. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to speak for them. They could be. They said. I think a StarCraft two came out, but I don't have the equipment for it or the time. We got a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast dot com slash slash nods, and you can join our wonderful moderators. I don't want to thank Alexandra and Laura over there, keeping the peace of mind, the peace and quiet, or I guess the ability to make noise so you can have some peace and quiet when you go to bed. So thank you again. I want to thank everybody who bought a shirt. Those shirts, I think they should be shipping soon or something. I don't know. Uh, but but, but uh, check, I've been checking my credit card bill like a madman. I said, okay, whoa, boy. Uh, over on Twitter, I want to thank John, Rachel, the Silver Tone, and our buddy Tyler that e- emailed me. He put his podcast on hiatus. But we, you know, if Tyler, if you're listening, we know there's big things in your future. He was a great interviewer. That's the second podcast I've been interviewed on. This is not a joke. I've been interviewed on two podcasts. Both podcasts never made it past my interview. So I'm batting a thousand. It's like I've put, we used to put companies out of business. Now I'm putting podcasts out of business. I don't know what, it's like, geez, I just put things to sleep. I think the vets should hire me. But they'd say, well, you, 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 and they say, well, maybe, maybe this might just work. Uh, but I want to thank, thank Tyler, because he's such a nice guy. Over on Facebook, I want to thank Susan Shabby. And I think that, I think that's it for right now that I can find, let's see, iTunes. If you want to review the podcast, leave on me, podcast.com slash iTunes, no, no, no reviews. So let's get on to the show. How does that sound, everybody? All right, everybody, welcome to uh, another episode of uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, uh, I said, well, I don't have quite a good intro for this yet. It's a new, our new series, though, and it's uh, one of the Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Maybe I'll think of something better, but uh, for now, welcome to another episode of the tales of Lady Witchbeard. And then, what was it? Is this, is this season have a title? Good question. I'm working on it. Uh, so as I'm waiting, uh, you know, because the, the title would reveal too much at this point that I'm well. Okay, well, is this a political debate podcast? Okay, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Oh, if you if you miss the episode one and the pre you know episode one last week, Lady Witchbeard's a witch, a pirate witch, or a witch that became a pirate, who I became friends with, set off on a quest. Uh, and and so, so we set off on a quest, and then we were kicked by a giant. Last week we were in a pirate ship. Let me give you the the two cent tour. Well, you know, there was a little bit of world building, but first we started off in a pirate ship. Myself, and I'm not exactly a member of our pirate crew, or a crew of sea cowboys, as she calls them. And she seems to be the commander, the captain of the ship. 
Let's see, Captain, is that a... So, I'm working for Lady Witchbeard. I'm on a quest with her. We're at sea, sea ship, 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 right out of the movies, pirate ship, on a, out on the ocean, the sea. And we were looking at the coast. There was a little bit of a, some cannon play going on. We were observing it. At first, I thought we were under attack. It turns out we weren't under attack. But, and then I said, well, Jesus, and the lady Witchbeard said, you know, she calls me germ. She said, why don't you, because it was the ships were sinking their own ships for some reason. And then I was, and then the crew was picking. I mean, then it was all of a sudden Hernan Cortez showed up, but in a giant, like a 40, 50, 60 foot Hernan Cortez conquistador, a Spanish colonialist, however you refer, refer to it, Hernan Cortez, in his pith helmet or whatever the hell those are called, silver breastplate or steel, I don't know, but he kicked our ship. At first he came in, you know, if a giant's coming towards your ship, one probably say, well, it's not good. This was a huge giant. On top of that, he looked bigger because he had the ability to skate or dance on water or he was some sort of water-walking giant. And he kicked our ship. But right, I said, well, I am sworn somehow. I can't, you know, I'm protecting Lady Witchbeard. I dove overboard with Lady Witchbeard. Ship got kicked, you know, punted, I guess, in some sense. And I swam to shore with Lady Witchbeard. And that was the uh, dawn when I left. And I said, like I said in the episode, I was, I'm was i a pretty good swimmer. To answer the next sensible question, no, I was never a lifeguard. You know, way too much. I got way too much anxiety for that kind of job. And they say, well, that's exactly the kind of job a hypervigilant person should be. No, no, I'm, I'd be so hypervigilant, I'd be undone by it. You know, so, but I can, I, I was able to swim with Lady Witchbeard. I got a little board under her back, too. And uh, we, we swam to shore, but, it, you know, it was a long way. And as we swam, I got tired. You know, the water sucks your energy out, but we were moving it, and I was keeping her. So at some point, we made we made the shore. And I said, well, I don't know. It was warm water. I don't know if we're in a gulf. But I said, and then I just said, well, I'm still conscious. And then as soon as I hit the beach, I dragged Lady Witchbeard up 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 towards. The middle of the beach, I couldn't drag her anymore. I said, "Well, let's get out of the, uh, let's get out of the tide." And I said, "Well, I don't know anything about tides, really," but I pulled her up on the beach. No, no one around where we we made sure. But I was heading towards where I thought the ship had landed, or the parts of the ship. The big, you know, we punted it. This giant Cortez, and uh, you know, part of the ship, you know, the bulk of it. It crashed, so, but, but anyway, by the time we got to shore, I was so exhausted. I, I'm pretty sure I passed out with Lady Witchbeard. Now, when I woke, uh, now I'll get into character. Well, not character, but, you know, I, I'm more, as a narrator of this tale, I'm trying to be a little more responsible than I am with my normal life. And that's not as a storyteller, that's as a participant in the story. You know, the stakes are much higher when when you're, uh, what is it? Am I a first-person narrator? 
third per I'm not omni omniscient. I'm this. I don't. You know. I'm there. So we're, we're anyway. I awake on the beach. And at first, I hear the sounds of the lapping water, call of a couple gulls, uh, the sea breeze playing in the palm fronds. And I say, oh boy. And man, I say, man, I must be, uh, I must have been a dream. And then I feel the grit of the sand, the itch of the sand, the coldness of the. I say, oh boy, did I go on a bender? Did I fall off the way? Oh no! And I feel sand, and I I try to pee, and I say, what what happened to? And I try to, and they say, oh, wait, in Cortez. And then I sit up, and I see that it's uh, I see that it's just past dawn or dusk. And I'm not a hundred percent sure, and I I get sand on me. I'm really irritable. Not to mention I just woke up. I feel sluggish. I'm wiping the sand off me. I'm I'm damp, but I'm mostly... I said, well, geez, I must have been here a while because I'm pretty dry. I was wearing one of those pirate... One of those, like, linen shirts. I said, well, these really do work. I can see why some of these pirate types wear these shirts. They dried out pretty nice. And I said, I know cotton's not wicking, but I said, I get a nice airflow here. But I look around, I see the sea, empty, empty ocean, empty sea. Is this a sea or an ocean? No idea. And I, you know, I feel the breeze, and then I, boom, it hit my lady witchbeard, and I start looking around. And I mean, you know, when you you go from zero to full panic, when you, you know, when you're the feeling that you're missing your wallet, but then you're like, well, this isn't my wallet. It's a, it's a grown witch, pirate witch woman. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm trying to keep safe, and somehow my fate is tied to her. Plus, I really don't know exactly. I said, well, geez, we just ran into Hernan Cortez as a giant. Uh, our ship's case. I said, well, you know, uh, you know a bunch of, uh, not that many thoughts were going to me, but I was worried about, and then I started crawling around, uh, but not too far from me. I saw Lady Witchman. Now, at some point, I must have, or maybe she did, but I saw that it was m- my path, my body. I had buried her in the sand a bit because they said she's covered in that black. Uh, now, she has switched to some sort of pirating outfit. I think when we started, oh, no, actually, maybe she had a, like, she had on that witch's cloak style thing, but that had come off. But so she had on, like, those... uh I didn't want to touch her material when she was asleep. That's creepy as anything. She's passed out. But she had on those pants. They're not culottes. But they're not long pants. They're pirate-style pants cuffed at the, the what do you call that thing, your calf. Piratey boots, but all black. I didn't know if her pants were leather. But they said, well, they're a little bunchy. And then she had one of those piratey shirts like mine, but mine was more of a pre-stained color, like a washed-out blue. And uh, hers was black. And then she, but anyway, I said, I, I looked and I stared at her. And now Lady Witchford's got a lovely neck, and her shirt was unbuttoned. She was wearing it, but I watched a little pit of her center of her neck. 
and it was moving up and down, and her green skin was, uh, wasn't glowing. I don't know if green's a color you'd say glows, but it was moist. And I said, well, that's a good sign, moist. And I said, when they asked, I was, and I, she's not a dog. I'm not checking her done. But I saw her breathing, and I said, I, I cleared my throat a little tight, you know, I quit nothing. And then I yawned, and I said, what am I doing? I said, Lady Witchbeard, and I kind of shook her, and she didn't, she didn't do anything. She was still thoroughly unconscious, I'd say, but breathing. And I say, well, she, I don't think she's comatose because she was, uh, she kind of reacted when I shook her, but not like a, like she was in a deep sleep or something. I don't know. But I had buried her in the sand and now I was like, well, I better, and I said, well, I should have asked her if witches sunburn because the sun was starting to rise. I knew I would sunburn. And I said, what's well, a good thing of one thing I brought with me? And I said it was a it was a uh, never, but believe it or not, a totally unrelated story to this one. But I had gotten into Wonka's factory and an everlasting sunscreen steak that I had in my back pocket, so I was covered. But I said I don't know what kind of rays wishes worry about you. And then I started. Then I heard a sound, and I hit the I hit the deck, but it was sand, you know. It, I, and I heard a rustling, and then I heard a, a guttural, you know, and I said, oh, crap. And there was a rise in the scene, and I, I tried to drag Lady Bush, but then I tried to bury her. And I was frantically burying Lady Witchbeard, went right over the rise of the sand, like around the bend of the beach. A little bit of the beach came out. Just enough that there was a rise that I couldn't see around it directly. You know, I could see a ways down the shore. But around that rise, I heard somebody coming, and I said, oh, boy. And then I, so I covered the lady with and then I lied over her head. Like I was, like I was, uh, I had my elbows behind me, so her head was under me. And then her body was buried in the sand, like a, worse than a child would bury someone. So not exactly. I said, hopefully these guys aren't sand inspectors. And I tried to act as, you know, cool as possible for me. Like, and I said, cross my legs, uncross my legs, you know. And I said, I think I, I had her buried. And I said, well, I said, I'm trying to think of a good lie. And... uh and then over the bend came these three dudes, and I recognized them as uh, sea pirates from Lady Witchbeard's ship. I mean, not exactly by name. I, I said, well, they were clean-shaven. Uh, two out of three of them had uh, cowboy hats as opposed to a pirate cat, you know, which I said, geez, isn't they just kind of the same hat turned? Now, none of them had jeans. At some point, Lady Witchbeard had banned dungarees from every ship she sails on. You know, probably just jeans in, in 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 the ocean. I don't know why I never asked her. She said, you know, when I packed to set sail with her, you know, she threw all my dungarees. Actually, it was in the pond at the uh, bed and breakfast, but not important. So these guys are coming. I recognize them, and I said, I recognize one guy. 
And he was kind of, his name, I called him Bert. I don't know if that was his name. That's what I called him in my head. And I said, again, I, I should have done more. I, I don't know. I said, I know there's like the captain. And then I know there's the first mate, the second mate, I think. The third mate, bosun, I think, is another term. A couple other things, but I have no idea. But these dudes, I don't know what to, I said, what are the Bert, the Bert, Bert guy? And the reason I called him Bert is because he, he uh, one time I saw him without his hat on. And his head was kind of dome-like with a little poofy poof up there of hair, just a little bit. Almost like he had a cupcake of hair on his head, you know, like Bert from Bert and Ernie. I think that's what Bert, but, but I called him Bert. And, and only in my head, but he, he was higher up. And, but, and then Lady Witchbeard, I don't know, I haven't been with the crew very long, days barely. You know, I hadn't even thought of mean nicknames for everybody, just Bert. And then these other two guys, I called them the Schlub Brothers. Just then I said, oh, there's Bert and the Schlub Brothers. And I said, oh, and I said, they don't they didn't look like they were brothers, which gave, gave me a little laugh. And they said, Bert said, Germ, what are you doing here? And I said, in, in, uh, in, waiting for you guys. How are you doing? Good to see you. And they see they 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 sat down and they they, they looked wiped and they said the rest of the crew's gone, right? Uh, and I said well, that's too bad. And then they they the Shaw brothers they walked behind me while Bert was engaged. And I said well that's not good. Uh, you don't want people behind you, especially cowboy pirates. I turn around. I say hey guys, hey guys, you mind? You know I'm into eye contact. You know active listening is my thing. And uh, they say they say you know they started give give me tirades. I guess or going off on me. And they say, you know, I write, who, who was the giant? Am I in cahoots with the giant? It would cost them a ship. And then they would weep, they would weep too. Everyone's, it was, it took forever because I think they all, they thought Lady Witchbeard was gone. And they thought I was in, and they said, what did you break your, you know, because I hadn't moved because I was trying to cover up Lady Witchbeard's head. And at this point, the sun was rising, too, so I said it was partially just to keep her safe, but also, and they were yelling at him, I had to call me germ and uh, making fun of my, and at some point, they started rolling, you know, when you go off on somebody, and then you got two other people encouraging you, so you're getting really mad, because they said that uh, the ship had been, what was left of the ship had been burned, and uh, they, they, I don't know, whatever Cortez's crew had got to it or something. And I said, uh, well, how did you guys survive? And then they they looked and they said they were on second shift or third shift. And I said, so, I said, and... And they said, oh, they slept in the cannons. Or so. I said, wait a second, you guys sleep in the... They said, so when the ship got kicked, you know, whatever, the cannon, I think 
Somehow they started, I said, wait a second, did the cannons, uh, and they said, never you mind, germ. And I said, well, if it's my job to mind, I said, I do mind, doesn't matter. I said, so you guys sleep in the cannons. And I said, back up, humor me, humor me. And I was trying to calm them down, but I was also okay. And they said, yeah, 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 we seriously, it's, it's great, it's like so cozy in there. And I said, what are you guys, the cannon boys? And then no, no response to that one. They didn't think, I guess they didn't think that was funny. But I said, okay, when the ship was kicked, did the cannons stay on the ship or were they ejected from the ship? And then one of the cannon boys, formerly whatever, the Schlub brothers, the, one of the cannon, one of the Schlub brothers, and I said, well, you guys, they were all uh, cowboy build. You know, B-U-I-L-D, these guys, you know, thin. Not as thin as I said, well, I probably could fit in. But they, they were going, and they started extolling the virtues of sleeping in a cannon. And they said, you know, stable temperature. And I said, well, what happens if there's a bell? He said, that's the thing. It was Lady Witchbeard. She, she said, you know, then you just pull yourself out of the cannon and we're on duty right there. And, you know, the cannon was self-sterile. I said, wow, this could have been a breakthrough back in the day. And, I, and anyway, I said, okay, guys, I got too much. And I said, what, you, what about in the sun? Is the cannon? And they said, no, no, no. I said, oh, God. And I said, well, this is like a ca-. I said, you guys ever, you guys use cast iron? Yeah, there's a whole cast iron comeback. You know, I'm a cast iron man. So maybe I could be a good cannon sleeper, too. And then they got mad because uh, Shulab brother, he said, my cannon's at the bottom of the sea. And then the other two, they said the cannons were taken by the other soldiers. And then it, they, then they said, they're gonna, they started saying they were going to take me, you know, deal with me, you know, to avenge Lady Witchbeard. And then it, it, they, they said I did a rollover. I said, oh, really? And then uh, they saw Lady Witchbeard, and then they were weeping again with joy. And they were really worried about her. And I said, and they say, ah, but then it ends up that one of the Schlub brothers, who was one of the, the ship's surgeon or whatever. And I said, a Schlub brother, he said, you're a cannon sleeper and the surgeon. I said, don't you? He said, I'm not going to sleep with sick people. Are you kidding me? He was sterile, the cannons, and I said, okay. So he was checking out Lady Witchbeard, and he said, she's in some kind of, you know, I think he said a catatonic or meta, meta, I said, metabolic state? I said, what? Well, I said, you think Lady Witch, I said, I got this perpetual uh, stick of sunscreen. I said, you know, should I slap some on her face or should we get her up to the, he said, yeah, we got to get her some water. And he set Bert off to find water, and he said, don't get caught, Bert. And then we dragged Lady Witchbeard, the three of us, uh, up into, you know, under some palm trees, up past the beach. And it was quiet. I was a little bit, you know, I said, well, what about these guys, uh, Cortez's men or whatever. And then Bert, surprisingly enough, came back with some coconuts. Or something I said, they look like a coconut. And I said, man, he's, he's, he's pretty ingenious. He started, uh, 
and he took them down to a rock, and he was smashing them on some coral or something, and then they were feeding Lady Witchbeard uh, coconut water. I said, well, that's going to be good for her. And then they, 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 we gathered around, and we were just eating the leftover of the coconut meat and talking, and they were saying, well, you know, what, who, what was that giant germ? What would happen? And I said, well, I said, that's Hernan Cortez, King, Spanish conquistador. And they said, well, who is in control of the giant? I said, no idea. I said, I, I said the last thing I expected to see was a giant uh, Hernan Cortez, uh, you know. And they kind of said, they, the surgeon, he must have gone to medical school. He said, what do you mean in a giant Hernan Cortez? Who's this Hernan Cortez? And I said, w- w- you guys don't know? And they said, we, you know, we're on a knee. And I, we, we had a long, you know, bo- for a boring podcast, it'd be straight boring because they said, you think maybe there's different levels of education there. With the, so we, we were having to explain to the other guys. And then they said, these guys aren't even verse. I said, these guys are traveling the metaverse. But for some reason, this uh, the other schlub brother, we'll call him schlub, he didn't even know. Every It must have been every time they had to explain it to him, like a new world. So they said, and, uh, but anyway, they said, who's this Hernan Cortez? That's the main thing. Wicked boring to try to explain it all. But I told him, I said, I don't really get it, but we're here and, you know, he's the guy, we're here for him. And they said, again, a lot of detail back and forth, but they said, basically, we're here to stop him. That's the mission. I believe, I don't want to speak for Lady Witchbeard. And they said, well, she might not be. And they said, and they said who is this man? I said, a bad man, I think, from my understanding of him, which is only based on one song, and maybe some tests I didn't study for, you know, about explorers. And he said, well, why was he a giant? I said, that one, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the metaverse or the transverse. I don't know if he's, you know, a, it could be UFOs. Sometimes they say UFOs are involved, and they then oh, I shouldn't have brought that up. Because these guys... A couple of them were pirates, I said, from the pirate days. I mean, uh, Schlub, I don't know. He might have been an original pirate that became a cowboy. The other two had been cowboys on the range. I don't know, a giant hassle going back. And I said, yeah. But I said, this guy's a bad man. Lady Witchbeard wants to stop him. He's up to no good. I, th- I think, I don't know. I'm not 100% clear on all Lady Witchbeard's motives, guys. I, I can't I can't make any guarantees. Uh, but it was a lot of back and forth. But, but to be honest, like to harken back to the bed and breakfast and the time I spent with Lady Witchbeard, I, I was being honest with these guys. I still uh, didn't understand 100% of what we were doing. I just knew, and it's hard for me now to even explain and make it clear. But there was also a sense of foreboding as they got the details that I had, like, right before me and Lady Witch, because, you know, we'll get to the facts of uh, how and why. But not long after I decided to go with Lady Witchbeard on this mission, part of, you know, 
to deal with Hernan Cortez, to get Hernan Cortez. You know, after I exposed Lady Witchbeard to the song Cortez the Killer by Neil Young, I, uh, and then I had, you know, I had to take on, I, I had to help her. Uh, but I was also excited, I think, like I said, I think I had a crush on Lady Witchbeard or an infatuation with her. And maybe a need to impress her or to win her favor. But also, like, to uh, she she was a leader, and, and I don't know how to describe it. But it was like, as I listened to that song with her, I would get caught up on... I wasn't even sure she said we're going to do, do, deal with this or not. And she said, this is what I've been waiting for. This is the mission to free me. Because she had been banned from the the, the the world of the 12 seas where she was a pirate, you know. Again, way too many, way too much backstory to deal with. And, you know, mid-level, that's full-level boring stuff. But and not long after I had sworn to it, there was a couple times where... I'd be going out in the garden. I'd be trying to get stuff in my personal life under control. Uh, I said, I said, part of you know, the deal with me going was I'm coming back no matter what. And uh, but this one time, the woman that ran the bed and breakfast, she had stopped me coming out, and because I was packing, I was bringing some stuff to me, and then that's when Lady Witchbeard, not long, where she's like, no dungarees, and I said, no one calls them dungarees, and she said, no jeans or whatever, but not long after that, I had brought a, she, yeah, she said, sit down, and she, you know, bed and breakfast, another thing that's common, there are these horribly uncomfortable and useless, no offense, Wrought iron table and chair sets. They usually have them set out in a garden somewhere. Usually there's a sundial involved nearby. And probably like a couple frog sculptures. But usually there's these wrought iron chairs and a table, usually in a two or four. They usually get forgotten about and overgrown with grass and moss. And I think they're probably heavy as hell. Probably cost somebody a boatload of money. And usually they're either faded black or faded white in a gray. Or they've been recently painted. Now, these ones at the bed and breakfast, they had a wonderful pantina of black and white. and But they were clean at the same time. She said, have a seat here. And I said, oh, great. This is going to give me a back, you know, a wrought iron ache. I said, that's the last thing I want to do is sit on wrought iron. Now, meanwhile, uh, I know I'd be hanging out with these dudes that would sleep in cannons. I don't know if they're wrought iron or not, but she told me, sit down. You know, and she said, are you getting ready to go somewhere? And I said, yeah, I'm going. I said, but yeah, Lady Witchbeard's probably checking out. I don't know what's your checkout policy. I don't know. And she said, she smiled and tapped my hand. And she said, I'm worried about her. And I said, well, that's nice. I said, well, yeah, she's great, the lady witch beard. And she said, be careful. Uh, be careful with her. And I said, well, you know, I, I know, I know. And I say, uh, and she said, I, and she gave me that look, like, because uh, this was a mother, mothering type figure. And I said, well, I don't know if she had any kids, actually, but, but to me, 
She gave me that look like uh, your friends give you when it's like, you you, you know, you don't got a chance with Lady Witchbeard. Which a couple of the crew had told me many a time, germ, you know. And I said, I'm not even been on the ship five minutes. And I said, but it, it, she gave me that look. And I said, is that, does she, does she know, did Lady Witchbeard tell her she doesn't like me? Or is it just, a, is it, am I reading too much into this look? If I was more confident, would I get, have a chance with Lady Witchbeard? Uh, does Lady Witchbeard only date? And I said, I don't even know what the hell a male witch is, a green man? He said, it's more of like a freaking leprechaun. I said, green looks good on her, but on a dude? But then she, she patted me again because I think I was talking. And she said, be careful what you're about to unleash on the world. And then I said, whoa, whoa that's a three, you know, 180, not a 360. He said, you, I said, you mean her? And I, she, she's on a mission of uh, righteousness. And uh, I said, you, has she talked to you about the mission? Because I'm not clear on it. And she, 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 she shrugged. And she said, I'm merely the proprietor. But, you know, I gain a certain... Yeah, she, she said, I've gained a, you know, a certain understanding of the frailty of the, the people of the world. And the, you know, and I, she, I think she's here talking about metaphysics at some point. But I was watching this bee that was circling, and I said, "Is she gonna?" I said, "If I tell her about the bee, I stop listening." And I said, "It was a loud bee. I'm surprised." But I said, "If I if I interrupt her, uh, but I think she was telling me something important. Unfortunately, is and maybe maybe my subconscious wrote it down, but it never does." But I said, if I tell her about the bee, she'll get nervous and they'll sting her or she'll swing at it and they'll sting me. And I said, I'm not a big, big bee fearer, but I, and I said, so I, I was distracted. But she, and then she was like, well, what's the most important thing to you? And I said, well, I missed Lady Witchbeard. I said, I just want to make sure we get back safe and sound. And she said, this isn't where she belongs. She, she's just here. Uh, she was biding her time until someone came, you know. And I said, well, I want to make it back. You know, I, I have people I love in this world that I want to make it back to that I care about. And I don't want to see anything bad happen to Lady Witchbeard either. And then she said something like, you had a dilemma. And I said, well, well I, I said, I don't really, I, I don't see a choice. You know, I'm going to use, I said, right, I said, I can go in the transverse plane and come back and it'll be like I was only gone for a day, right? And she said, and she said yeah, I'm, yeah, that sounds correct. And I said, I'm not going to be like any Marty McFly level complications, correct? And she said, yeah. And I said, and I can get candy. A ton of candy, right? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, so... Uh, I said, so I should be fine. I said, you know, my, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to age 50 years if I go there. And she said, no, she was just, she started laughing at my hyper. She says, if you're so worried, why would you even go? And I said, I don't really have a choice, and I mean that on more than one level. 
you know, because if I only been on one level, I'd probably change my mind. I said, let me tell you really quick about a dream I had, and I'll explain it. I, I said, one time I had this dream that aliens or UFOs had come to Earth, and they came to me, and they said, we want you to come with us to our world, uh, but you, you, you can never come back to yours. But this is your chance. You can come with us. You can see our world, our ships, you know, all cool outer space stuff. And it's awesome. And, you know, don't worry. This isn't some kind of weird trick, Twilight Zone trick. But you can come on us. We can guarantee it's going to be an adventure. But you won't, we won't be coming back to Earth ever again. Because, you know, they said we can't even explain it to you. And this isn't, you know, they said again, this isn't a trick. But, you know, do you want to come? And I think they said even, they said, trust me, you'll have some earthly stuff so you won't get sad. But you'll never see anybody from Earth again. And I I said I debated it and then I went with them. And it was incredibly crushing to think about missing my family and stuff. And this was before I had a child. Uh, but it was incredibly painful. I remember being on the spaceship as we left Earth and weeping and weeping and weeping. But at the same time being glad I didn't pass up the chance at an adventure that I wouldn't be able to forgive myself for. And I, the woman was quiet from the bed and breakfast, and uh, I said, but this gives me a chance to come back, right? And she said, just be careful, you know, and, and she said, I'm sure you'll have a choice whether to come back or not. And I said, that sounds like some sort of, uh, you know, Bostonian bargain. And she laughed, and I said, yeah, Faustonian, you know, I meant Faustonian. And then she laughed again. I said, well, I don't know why she's laughing now. And she said, she, she tapped my hand. She said, see me before you go. Make sure you say goodbye. I said, okay. But I had always reminded me, it created some doubt in me about this idea. But I said again, just like the dream, you know, what choice is there? Like, uh, I can't, couldn't let Lady Witchbeard go after Hernan Cortez or Rushies and go into another world. And then sleep at night thinking about her being gone. Me, not me. I said, maybe I would never see her again. Battling Hernan Cortez without me there to, you know, honestly, I wish it. Because ideally, my plan was to learn as much as I could about him. Now, that didn't happen, clearly. But I said, I don't think I could live in my world without going. Anyway, this internal debate, no need to share it. But, but, but anyway, to go jump back to the beach, you know, these guys, they were on my case, the three, three the Shaw brothers and Bert. And they, they, they'd probably spent so much time with Lady Witchbeard, they had, uh, they had said, well, Jesus must be some sort of magic, or what if the giant, they started coming up with these cockamamie theories, but they wouldn't hear, they said, what if the giant's magic? They were really worried about which which because we tried dropping water on her. We even put a crab in her toes, and uh, it didn't wake her up, tickling her. 
you know, all sorts of stuff. So they said, you know, they were convinced. And then I know, I said, what else is it? I could tell. And they said, you know, they said, uh, they'd never seen Lady Witchbeard fall like this. And they said, it must be, they, they were convinced whoever, I guess they were so impressed with Lady Witchbeard and her powers or whatever, their history with her. That she had never been opposed, especially by a 60-foot giant of a Spanish conquistador. And they said, probably you run into a conquistador in general, it'd be like probably pretty inter- in- intimidating. Uh, but they, they'd be gone. And then they said, then Lady Witchbeard still wasn't waking up. And I was worried. And this guy was a doctor or a ship surgeon or cowboy. I wrote, anyway, and they said, we need to, what if we just get this, if we get this Cortez, we can go back. And I said, I thought you guys were banned from the 12 seas. And they said, really? And I said, yeah, never to return. And they said, are you from the, and I said, no, I'm from a world of seven seas. And I said, as a matter of fact, this is a world of seven. And they said, we can set sail somewhere else. We'll take one of his ships. And I said, I think he sank all his ships. And they said, no, 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 no. No one sinks all their ships. They said, we'll take out this Cortez. There's no way. And then we went through. And they said, you know, he must be some magic man. And I said, no, no, no. And then they they said, Germ, this is serious business. You know, we need to, they, I said, they got themselves into some sort of fear-based frenzy. And I saw about, I said, are you guys missing your, sh- are you guys ship-based? Like, you don't like, you're not landlubbers. And they said, yeah, we need to get back to piracy. This isn't, what the hell? And I said, and they said, where the hell is this Cortez? And I said, as far as I could tell, he's headed to the palace in the sun. Uh, and I started singing. Uh, and I said, yeah, this isn't a new... I said, he's looking for the new world in the palace in the sun. And they said, well, where... And I said, inland, like uh, I said it. I only looked on Wikipedia once. I looked far, but I didn't look at it. I said, I'm pretty sure it's a ways... And they said, well, geez, we're trying to, uh, we're going to organize, I don't know, they said, uh, oh, they said, well, he's probably still, if he's going inland, he's saying, they they were, st- uh, they, they were like, he's, probably, he's not going to be expecting an attack, this will be our one chance to take him out. And they said, Lady Witchmere must have planned on taking him out, you know. And I said, you guys are making a lot of assumptions, speaking for Lady Witchbeard. And then they said, this is serious business germ. You know, what, and then I, they said, what if she never wakes? What, what, what is your plan? Like, what if uh, taking out Cortez wakes her up? And I said, well, what if Cortez, uh, the mission would be done? Would that send me back? And I, I, I said, I think I remember. To, I said, well, I said, that would get the mission done. And I started counting my chickens or my eggs. I said, well, okay. And I said, so you guys, he said, are you guys any good at taking anything out? And Schlub, 
He said, "Oh yeah, he Shlub said he was the uh, Shlub is like a was a professional. He he's like the man they have sneak on enemy ships and stuff." So they said, "Yeah, we'll create a diversion." And they said, "Let's find them." And Bert was hella good at it. He had found the water and stuff. He said, I'm pretty sure. So he comes back. He says, I found their trail. And then we uh, we take turns carrying Lady Witchbeard on our backs. So we take turns carrying her on our back. And we're following her trail. And at some point, Bert's like, let's go off. And we go up a little rise. And we start to hear the chitter-chatter of an uh, army on the move. Or uh, they had camped. And Bert and the guys, they said, well, I trust them, I guess. And they, and they said we're, they were into guerrilla warfare style fighting, as I would describe it. When I said that to them, they just stared at me. But they said, yeah, yeah, we'll sneak. And we know what we're doing. And then they said, you know, they were counting the sentries or whatever the hell term they, you know, because they, they said and they talked about, you know, how Lady Witchbeard was big into invading port base, you know, port. I don't know. It, it, it tells the pirate scan the 12 seas. All these adventures they had been on. But they said, uh, you know, don't worry. They said, you stay here with Lady Witchbeard. And we're in some green foliage. And I said, well, what if you guys fail? And they said, well, what, what difference? They said, uh, hopefully she'll wake up. They say, you better hope we don't, you know, but we're, we know worse off than we are now. And they said, well, you guys probably will be because, you know. And they said, but yeah, I'll be. They said, I'd technically be worse off because I wouldn't have you guys to get water and you kind of know what you're doing. But they said, don't worry, because they, they had scouted the camp up. And there was a couple big tents, and then they, I said, well, where's Cortez? And then they started to watch, and they were showing me who was a soldier. And I said, it was pretty hard. I said, I said you guys can see that far? But the only thing I could see was shiny stuff and some tents. Uh, and then I smelled something. I said, that smells good. I realized I hadn't eaten anything but coconut. And then next thing you know, they were off. And we had relocated a little bit closer to the camp, so then the food even smelled better. But they went off, and I was watching them for a while. And they said, we're going to create a, a something, you know. I think they said their way would wait I don't know, something about wild animals, or I say, I, I, again, I got to be better at listening. But, but they, they, I, I kept my eye on, uh, what's his name, Schlub, uh, the Schlub brother, because I said, well, he, he must know what he's doing, and I was following him, and I watched him, he was at the edge of this clearing, and we had a straight shot, and I, and I didn't even ask, think to ask him, I was like, is he using poison darts or... Uh, you know what, and I, and 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 they 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 had a, and then I was pretty. I was like, geez, I, I don't know how they even identified Cortez. They said, oh, they were they, they had good memories. I said, man, they, these guys would be good cops. Because they said, all I know is he had the helmet and the breastplate and the eyes. I said, you know, he had squirrely eyes like a conquistador would. And he's the only conquistador I knew would be here, maybe. 
and maybe the I said I'm not sure any other conquistadors I know off the top of my head. And they said if you work for a conquistador, and they said Germ, stop talking. This was before they had left. But my gist of it was Schlub was going to go in there and take out Cortez, and the other two were either a distraction or a backup plan. I don't know. Uh, but I was waiting around, and I, like I said, Schlub was down there. And he was even motionless for a while. And they said, oh, yeah, they're waiting for nightfall. So they're camped out. So that was so boring. Oh, man. Like, just sitting there waiting. And then I said, well, I kind of got to wait because I got to wait and see what happens. And I said, Jesus. And then I noticed, I said, man, I got lucky with this sunscreen from the Walker factory. Must have have, uh, and it wasn't getting bit by any bugs. But that didn't, and then I said, well, that's great, but, uh. I mean, I guess it was good to have a little gra- gratitude in the jungle. Uh, but so, and then the night fell, and it, basically what I was doing was uh, I was trying to be quiet. They said, just be quiet, you know, don't do anything dumb, germ. So I was uh, I, I was singing to Lady Witchbeard, then I was playing the drums on her. Uh, I guess this is probably not the best thing to be telling anybody, but on her breastplate. No, I didn't touch anything, just on the breastbone. I was playing the drums, hoping to wake her up with my fingertips, you know. Upper, you know, there's the breastplate bone is not near the breasts, right? Let me see. Yeah. And then I was doing other, you know, but but anyway. Uh, but right as the night fell, uh, you know, when it started to get darker, and then, uh, you know, the camp started to quiet down. And again, like I said, I was thinking I was too far, far away. And it was just chitter-chatter. But anyway, I was watching Schlub, and I was waiting for him to make his move. And I said, well, she's And then I noticed him tense. And I said, well, maybe that's just my imagination. But all of a sudden, I saw, I saw the corner of my eye coming down because there was some moonlight. I saw the other two guys across, like, the other side of the camp in the woods. And I, I said, well, I hope that camp can't see them. But I said, well, I guess I was kind of looking for them. And I got like an upper view. And any, anyway, they were getting close. But then all of a sudden I noticed Lady Witchbeard gasped. And it wasn't super loud. Like the camp was far off. I didn't think they could hear it. But I looked down and then she grabbed my arm. And she gasped again. She said, Charm. Where are we? And I said, they said, in the jungle or the forest, I'm not sure. And she said, what happened? I said, we got, remember we got kicked by the, oh, well, we got out of the boat. But, but uh, I said, and she said, well, you know, that was magic. And I said, it was, it was no, it was my hard work uh, swimming us to shore, not magic. Could have used some magic, but magic of buoyancy. And back kick, and staying calm, Lady Witchbeard. As a matter of fact, staying calm. And a, and she said, "No, oh, no, the giants." And she said, "Where's my crew?" And I said, "They're gone, Lady Witchbeard." She said, "Gone where?" I said, "You know, the big boat in the bottom of the wherever you guys go." And as a matter of fact, your boat's gone too. And she said, "She said, and she said, Cortez." And I said, don't worry, he's not long for this world. 
And she said, is that a cool? And I said, he's going to, he's going to, going to make it much longer. And she said, what do you mean, Jerm? She got really agitated. And I said, you know that guy? I said, you don't know who Bert is. And I said, oh boy, this is going to be, I said, there's a guy called Bert. You know the guy, some of the guys that live in the cannon on like the second or third shift. One of them, some kind of doctor. One of them, I, I said, do you guys have a word? And she said, the cannon boys. She said, what about them, Jeremy? I said, well, three of them made it. They they lived. And they're going to take out Cortez for us. And then we can just go home and you guys can go back to the life of Pirate's life for thee. Isn't that great? Because we we're worried about you. And, you know, they made many. I said, you know, what? she said, what? She said, no, Jerm. And she said, you've rushed into something here. And I said, no, no, we didn't rush into anything. We really discussed it, debated. You know, and she she sat up. And then she said, where? And I said, well, well Schlub is down there. The other guys are there. And I said, there's tents. I don't know who's sent. And then she, like, closed her eyes. And I could tell she was bringing on some ma I said, she she got into some magic. Uh, she said, goodness. And I said, you know, Schlub's, I still can see Schlub. And I said, I can kind of see the other two guys. And I said, they're about to move in. And she said, silence, germ. And then I noticed her doing some spell-type stuff. She was going, calling, I don't know. And then all of a sudden she, she said, well, I don't know, I'm not, I haven't spent enough time with her. As a matter of fact, this might have been the first, uh, you know, big-time spell-casting thing. And I wasn't 100% paying attention because she had just, you know, snapped at me. So I was feeling, you know, when you turn red, when you, you, you have a crush on someone, or you're obsessed with them, and also you're a servant, you know, or, you know, you get embarrassed, make a mistake at work, you get embarrassed too. So I was feeling a little red, I was trying to, you know, I guess I was defensive, but all of a sudden, like, out of her fingertips or something, out of the air, oh, shot, like he's a electric razor, and there was already a hubbub in camp. And then I heard Schlub yell out, and, and there was, like, explosions, not big explosions. But for a quiet night, I said, geez, was that an explosion? And then she shot him more, and I heard, I said, was that sounded like Bert? Because when he was yelling at me, and then I said, whoever the other guy was, he probably, I don't remember, he didn't say much. Uh, the doctor, I guess I would call but he may say, and I said, what she said? They're gone. And she said, come with me now. And I said, where? She said, to Cortez. And I said, where, where, where? I'm sorry, what? I said, Lady, Lady Wishbear, I'm totally confused. And she grabbed me by my arms and stared me in the eyes. And she said, I'm very disappointed in your charm. And I said, Lady Wishbear, and she said, I said, well, we were just trying to help you. And she said, we need to make things, fix things. She said, to Cortez's camp. And I said, to his camp, you just, I said, did you take Cortez out? And she said, no, I took out the cannon boys. And I said, well, that was what it sounded like, but I just thought that it wouldn't make any sense. And she said, come on. And she grabbed me and we headed down.
and she was kind of limping, so I was kind of, you know, she was exhausted probably. And we headed to, to, to Cortez's camp, but we'll head to bed now. And I said, that's what I said to the lady. I said, shouldn't we get a good night's sleep? And she said, no, we need it. But that's a whole nother debate for next week. So I'm glad you're here, and I hope I helped you fall asleep. You know, with, uh, you know, dealing with, she's a lady, you know, but at least Lady Witchbeard is awake. So that's good. All right? So get a good night's sleep and think of the sea. You know, the best parts about the sand. Imaginary sand without grit. Without, you know, living creatures. With, you know, with only puffy restfulness and, you know, exactly the right temperature. The lapping sounds, the blowing of the breeze. A restful night for you. Good night.